Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, you are back with the Commodore Wealth Education Leaders here on Commodore Wealth Education Radio. And uh, we're going to really get back into the meat of some of the Social Security myths and pitfalls in uh, just a minute. But before then, uh, we've tantalized you enough. So uh, this is from Investment News. Late August, get ahead of worsening news on the IRS tax account breach. An email to clients is warranted. So we're, we're uh, orally notifying our listeners as a number of citizens exposed triples and the IRS announced that cyber thieves actually breached 334,000 taxpayer accounts which is more than triple which is what the, the original release in May um, and concerns that financial information have been compromised uh, really could be uh, um, significantly uh, enhanced uh, the IRS reported a new figure last uh, uh, Monday it said it was not clear whether information was actually stolen from each person everyone whose account was hacked We'll receive the letter from IRS in coming days. So if IRS knows your account is hacked, and I'm not sure how much confidence I put in that since they, they missed a quarter million on the first go-around, <laughs> but uh, um, if you get a letter, you definitely should be concerned that your personal financial information uh, may have been stolen and is is even now in the hands of cyber thieves uh, looking to make mincemeat of your wealth. Lois? Yes, yes. Anyone? Lois? Has anyone seen Lois? IRS or attack papers take advantage of its offer to provide free credit protection. I, I tell you what, that's an offer that I would trust. And identity, <laughs> identity protection pins, noting that next year's tax returns cop. could also be targeted by these cyber criminals. And this really is, I don't want to wax too political here. It's not really, I guess it's apolitical. It's more agency and bureaucratic dysfunction. But isn't it incredible how much trust we put in the government and how, you know, how woefully... Um, uh, Inefficient. Uh, just the betrayal of confidence and trust is just astonishing, you know, that you have to give them this information and, you know, they don't have the uh, the confidence or the morality of a five-year-old to make sure that it's protected. Um, obviously, you know, some buyers, here's a newsflash, believe some of this information may have been gathered for potentially filing fraudulent tax returns during the upcoming 216, uh, 2016 filing season. So anybody receiving a letter should take steps to protect themselves, and, and obviously the IRS. Do you remember that one story reported earlier in the year where something like 10,000 tax refund checks went to the same apartment address in Detroit? 10,000 checks. They are so careful of this information. They're they rebuilding. <laughs> and that's the same address that's going to get your letter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to relook into Roswell again from the Kindle. So, uh, and they go on to suggest that anybody who's particularly uh, nervous about having their identity stolen should do a credit freeze as long as they won't be applying for a mortgage car loan. Or <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't actually need to function in society, <laughs> go ahead and freeze your credit. So I guess, you know, my take on that is, you know, tax law, tax, you know, the tax opportunities, just the tax uh, dealing with the IRS is such a complicated um, and pitfall fraught 
um, the operation that you really should, unless you're very technically adept, like our client Agent X, and I, we should probably uh, say a couple, give a couple of his tips on an upcoming show. Um, unless you're very technically adept, I, I would put your hands in the um, uh, in the good uh, um, services of a really competent tax counsel. We don't do tax returns. We know a lot about tax, but somebody who really understands the system, how to protect your information, how to deal with the IRS in a uh, uh, in a forthright and protected manner. Rob, I, I know that you have a thought about this. It's not wafting up somewhere between Pluto and Sharon, well, you know, well, about the government's fuel policies. Well, all I keep thinking is class action That's lawsuit. That's the Department of Winter. Yeah, well, you good luck suing the government. Yeah. Well, some, you know, a lot of times you got the whistleblowers out there who have access to information. You know, what about the IRS indemnifying you for losses as arising from that? You know? Yeah, and you're not just whistling Dixie, Rob. Yeah. And you're actually paying into your own Social Security account. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Rob. Where where to keep your account, Rob? Is it Golden Switzerland? <laughs> and on so yet sweet. another IRS and government myth debunked right here on Quantum Wealth Education Radio. All right, so I got another it's time to play stump our social security experts once again. So here's a question. If you become disabled by a rare serious disease, you'll have to get a long line with all the other schlumps, I mean applicants. And wait a long time for disability <laughs> benefits. Getting Social Security disability benefits, is that as easy as uh, we'd like to believe? Oh, Musarino and Sonia Yu? Well, in some cases, it is just that easy. We've all heard the stories of, you know, that you've got to file once, wait a year, get denied, go back again, and it takes two years to get your disability set up. Um, but there are some special cases. The um, Social Security Administration has a program called Compassionate Allowances, and it actually um, created um, to provide a, a quick response to specific disabilities. So if you go to ssa.gov, um, there is a link to compassionate allowances, and there's a little more than 200 um, diseases or ailments listed there. Um, and if you fall into one of those categories, so if you're on a special disease list that yep. uh, you get moved ahead of the line, boy, right. that's fair. Pretty much. Um, any further comment than that, uh, Mussarini? Well, I just saw that there was a thing called Zellweger syndrome, and all I'm thinking is, is what, you have some kind of reaction to Renee Zellweger? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that is. I, I shouldn't say that. But I think you have to read Bridget <laughs> Jones' diary, really, to, yeah. to get into that. Mm-hmm. I also, from, ranging from acute leukemia to Zellweger syndrome. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. You have another question there, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it was cons- uh, actually curious because when I got out of college, I did some studies on this to see I, I wouldn't have to work. And I was wondering if a married man or woman who was never so you, worked. So you were studying at, at the college before you actually paid into the system ways to game the system so you wouldn't have to work. Did I, did I infer yeah, that correctly? Absolutely. It was the proverbial Rubik's Cube, my friend. Huh? And I uh, couldn't get all those colors. Well, I'm glad match. you've been through the CFP ethical training yeah, straight now. Yes, yeah. That was years <laughs> after, uh, after rehab on that, uh, that subject area. Anyway, so, yeah, married man or woman, she hasn't worked or he hasn't worked. Um, they're not eligible for Social Security is what, you know, came to my mind uh, years ago. Is that uh, any truth to that? No. So a married man or woman who's never worked is not eligible for Social Security. That's the question, right? That is the question. And I feel like Ed McMahon here. And the, <laughs> right, right. Well, you are correct. Hey, you're calling me on the spot. I'm just thinking of these things. 
But, but in fact, uh, the rules do permit people to get Social Security based on the work record of their spouse. Of a spouse, of a spouse. Got to so, have a spouse. Got to have a spouse. So non-working spouse, spouses can get spousal benefits. These would be to, spousal benefits, yes. Oh, up to 50% <laughs> of, Elizabeth. of the benefit for the working spouse. 50%. 50%. Boy, and, that's... Uh, but the now, non-working spouse must what, be age 62. A disgruntled spouse everywhere? That's not as good as alimony. It was actually going very well until Elizabeth's father realized what Well, you can get this in addition to uh-huh. Oh, really? That's right. In addition to alimony. I, have, so. I, have, I mean, multiple wives or, or husbands can get spousal benefits, retirement and otherwise? True that. Including $155 you get when you die, the death benefit? Is that still $155? I think it's 250 Come on. Wow. It's still a monopoly game number, you know? So that's an extra so amount that the state of Utah... It's enough to buy Mediterranean Avenue. Is that Avenue. only funded through the state of Utah, Rob? So anyway, the, idea, the concept of the spousal benefit opens up the door to other strategies that over time can improve the Social Security income for a married couple. So if uh, the working partner reaches full reti- retirement age... They can file for their retirement benefits, immediately suspend those benefits. And by doing this, the other partner can file for the spousal benefit, which allows the earning spouse to keep working, delay receiving their retirement, and get an 8% a year credit plus cost of living adjustments. And, you know, when they do retire at that higher income, you know, if that earning spouse uh, predeceases the other spouse, that the higher uh, level of income well, is going to go. Clear. Yeah, the higher level of income. You know, the fifty percent. You know, they're going to be able to get. Probably a expl- higher explain as you would to a child, please. I'm never feeling like this. Jack Nicholson at the end That's of The, the Shining. Explain as you would to a person of advanced age. I just did. Okay, good. <laughs> I feel like running through the maze of snow in Colorado. And the correct response is: Should I buy an Audi, Rob? <laughs> can you tra- can you translate that, please, Sonia? I'm no. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, try one, try one more time. We're running out of time in a second. I think here. I heard. The, 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 the bottom That's line all, is if the bottom line, the the bottom line is that if you didn't work, you can get up to half of your uh, spouse's earnings if they have uh, hit at least the ret- normal retirement age and have filed for benefits. And the non-working spouse is at least age 62. Good. So he is a, just amazing at this recall. And, you know, it seems like it must be accurate. So nobody ever checks. Robbie's not just <laughs> doing We just take his word. Right, so let's, uh, you know what? He's more accurate than the answers you get from Social Security or IRS. I'll tell you that. Well, well that's the key. I are, the the uh, Social Security won't tell you anything about strategies. In defense of Rob. Yeah. You must have water in the sponge. To did, he get his analyst, did he get his analyst fucking defense again? All right, I have another question for you guys. If Social Security withholds some or all of your retirement benefits because you continue working and go over the earnings limits, do you lose that money forever? No. You don't? No. Well, you've got to give me more than that, son. <laughs> well, let's say that at 62 you decide you need some additional income so you tap into your Social Security, but you're making over a specific amount. And I think for this year it's around 16000 15000 um, So your benefit that you receive at the early age, 62, 63, 64, 65 in some cases, um, is going to be reduced by the amount that you're making. And there's a formula. I'm not going to go into it. Rob can if he wants to. Well, Rob, um, let, let me lay down, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but once you get to your full retirement age of 66, um, your benefits recalculated, and it doesn't matter how much you make in earn, 
earned income, you still right. get your benefit. So give me the plain English answer that it will affect your uh, um, the, your income or, or taxation of benefits for a while and then normalize? Correct. Okay. The uh, Any uh, uh, rebuttal to that, Rob? No, I mean, the bottom line is if you don't get paid now, when you, when you once you've hit uh, full retirement age, you're going to start getting that money back. Well, assuming you survive. Assuming you survive, of course. All right, so the uh, – Jonathan, you got a question, right? Uh, yeah, so uh, – you know, This is myth number six, by the way. Jonathan's myth number six. Bust that myth, Johnny. I'm going to bust that <laughs> myth now. Coming from La La Land recently – well, actually, that's lower Alabama. Uh, when you start collecting – We're thankfully your, our signal doesn't reach. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Although I hear mobiles nice. It's good people here. in Alabama. Absolutely. The fish is good right there off the coast as well. And now listen, when you start collecting your retirement benefits, now, I still believe in a tooth fairy, so don't let me down. They're proportional to the amount that you earn during your working life. So I want to get a proportion. So if I put in a hundred thousand, I'll get fifty thousand. Whatever the proportion back is, is that what you mean, Johnny? Come on, Rob. Yes, that's what I mean. I'm ringing this way. Mm-hmm. But is that true, Rob? I'm asking, Rob. We stumped the most. So. Rob doesn't know. He doesn't know. Do you, Rob? Sign you. I'm ready to stop working at Mary Elizabeth. What? Not quite. Huh? She's a doctor. We sounded like a little <laughs> moose calf over there with his little <laughs> lips up on the fence, gnawing on the wood. Hurry <laughs> <laughs> up! Running out of time. Just Answer the question, Rob. We got we, dead we, air here. We stumped the moose. So, so you've decided to take <laughs> your Social Security benefits. What does Social Security do? They look at how much you've earned during your career, and they're going to emphasize the highest 35 years of earnings. They apply certain formulas and adjustments, and they calculate what's called your primary insurance amount. That's basically your retirement benefit at your normal you like full retirement age. You like to tr- you like to frolic in the weeds much here, Rob? Because I'm afraid uh, the weeds are growing a lot higher than they did last that's week. That's the PIA. <laughs> the PIA. And, and one of the things is that, you know, people wonder, you know, there's a replacement formula that Social Security uses. And quite frankly, the more you've made and have paid in your replacement income perf- as a percentage is going to be lower than someone who had a who made less money during their working career. So not, it's a regressive payout, and I think that's a good point without getting into the weeds of the details. And, and I alluded to in the previous segment, the more you earn, the more you pay in, the less proportionally you get back. And it's intended as a wealth redistrib- redistribution system to help subsidize those folks who didn't earn enough to pay in enough to have a decent uh, retirement wage. Would you say that's a good... Synopsis, Rob? That is a fair statement. Come closer to the microphone, Rob. That is a fair statement. Fair? It's not a valid statement. It's not a wonderful, it's not an excellent statement. It's just fair. It's only going to give me a fair, Rob. Day's not over yet. Yeah, I tell you what. I think that you. It's actually a season for fair. I think you're jealous to the brevity and eloquence of my summary myself. (laughs) All right, so here's the the last question, and it was we take down to Cousin Vito's market update. Um, and I want to remind folks, because we may not, may not have time to really fully vet the question, that um, to get in answers to questions like this and so much more affecting your financial future and your retirement comfort, get our free report, The Nine Biggest Dangers Facing Today's Investor and How to Avoid Them. you got to call us, folks. You need this. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. Just free financial education at 800-262-1083, 800-262-1083. Okay, Sonia, um, Yes or no answer. Now, the best retirement strategy to take, you reduce Social Security payments as soon as they're available at age 62. Should you take benefits earlier or later? Well, yes or no? Longer or shorter? What should we do? It depends. It depends. 
Just like a woman. Is that something that we get? Is you get coupons in the special Medicaid program? <laughs> Depends. Huh? Is that, I think that's a good way to say it. help. The covered expense. But Come check us for the answer. Typically, you know, we find, and, and there are 81 Social Security claiming strategies, so you really want to go through this with an expert, but generally you're better off to wait longer because the net payout to you over your lifetime will be higher. Would you, would you give me that? Would you say that's fair, Sonia? Sonia says it's fair. Well, she's not going to give me that either. It's excellent then. <laughs> all right, stay with you. Come on, a wealth education leader's cousin Johnny's cousin Vito, and all of his Skitteletti market updates are right around the corner. Stay with us. Camarda Wealth Leaders levity is intentional as we aim to be the car talk of financial radio, entertaining, hugely funny, and offering penetrating financial insight and rare expertise across a broad spectrum of wealth-related topics. We're dead serious about money, but want you to have fun, too, and laugh all the way to the bank. Unlike many financial radio shows, this is not one long commercial or constant annuity pitch. I hate those constant annuity pitches. This is Wealth Education Radio, and we aim to share best financial practices that can truly supercharge your wealth. Do we expect some of you will want to become clients? Sure, but because the chemistry is right, and because you come to believe that the wealth leaders, that's us, can get it done better than your other choices. That's your decision. But when it comes to investing, we're fiduciaries. We put our clients' interests first, and that's a promise you can take to the bank. For more information and free reports, call us now at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Do it now while it's on your mind, folks. Perks, you're back with your Kamada Wealth Education Leaders. This is Jeff Kamada. I want to be a doctor. But I don't have much of a speaking part here. We're here. It's time to listen to Cousin Vito's market update to tell us what we should do with our money and what we shouldn't. Cousin Vito, are you in the house? Yes, yes. Listen, well, you know, same, same, same thing right here. Right? Cousin Vito's taking a nap, but we have a lot to cover, so let's get right to well, it. He was taking something else. Let's go to, uh, we're going to bring, <laughs> uh, since, uh, since a lot of people feel that their portfolios are dead, we're going to bring back cryogenic Howard Cosell. Who better to go over the con? and enjoy it. Howard, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Arnold. It is good to be here. Definitely a lot of suffering going on. A lot of this was foreshadowed, of course, as we right, go right to the videotape, so to speak. They don't have that anymore, Howard, but keep going. Great. Anyway, as we look at the bond market, you've seen certainly last year the high-yield bond market gave some signs of market weakness, although not that overt. It never is well in advance, but certainly pre-shadowed the energy decline last year, and right now you're seeing a certain decline in high-yield bonds corresponding to the equity decline as well. And also, if you look at corporate bonds and treasuries, certainly not falling as hard. In fact, treasuries somewhat resilient in this downtrend, unlike mm-hmm. high yields, which are just plummeting. Absolutely. That was me about 20 minutes ago, Jeff. But hey, I'm here and I'm working and perking. I'd ask I'm the sorry, same Rob's, Rob's still in the room. Rob's still in the room. material. <laughs> Look at the announcer announce. Anyway, as we go over the hey, quarterly so, Somebody get Rob's head on the feedback, would you? <laughs> Absolutely. Rob, you're looking very fine this morning. You might want to unbutton another button. You don't seem to be breathing well. Anyway, as we move right along. Look at his coat glisten. Yeah. 
Head-to-date, you're looking at consumer staples leading all sectors. That gives you an idea of just how miserable it's been. Energy's still leading the way down year-to-date, down over 27%. Materials down over 15%, and the carnage goes on. Discretionaries in the 8% range, financials, yada yada in the 8% range. What does all this mean? Right now, as we look forward, uh, you know, we're looking at in the current environment, this is how real, real unattractive an environment it is. The euro and gold are outperforming. Yes, I said the euro and gold are outperforming. Bonds of the corporate and treasury nature doing okay with most of the equity indexes with the Russell 2000 leading the way down, which is not a good sign, folks, when small caps are hemorrhaging. I've had enough. Let's hand it back to Arnold, who I think has another guest in the house. Thank you very much, Howard. That's very good. You did very good for a dead guy. Absolutely. Now a guy who's very much alive with the ego even bigger than yours. We have Jim Rome in the house, everybody. Thank you very much. It is good to be here. Damn, Howard, you're looking pretty good. Not as good as me and certainly not as good as my wife. But anyway, I digress. As we get into the sectors right now, <laughs> we're looking at utilities looking good. As Howard said, we're looking also at, um, you know, <clears throat> discretionary suffering looking real bad right now. I mean, there's really nowhere to run and hide, folks, as you're kind of looking at it. Bonds are looking okay in the treasury nature. The VIX is picking up. So, in other words, it is time to take cover if you're short-term minded. However, if you are long-term biased and can stand some of the pain, this should resolve. Who knows exactly when exactly. Back to you, Arnold. I've had enough. Good to see you folks. Hopefully not too soon again. Thank you very much, Jim. As always, self, self-deprecating. Let's move on to some things that are actually holding up well right now, like regional banks. You know, even though Janet never acted, uh, regional banks are in anticipation are still holding up. I think that there's hopes out there that the banks get their spread for Christmas. That's what they're looking for. It's a two-front spread, if you will. The other things that I'm looking at that are holding up well now, technologies. You know, Jim and Howard alluded to the fact that there's nowhere to hide. I think they're wrong. And you look at technologies and cybersecurity and uh, in your retail space, technologically based, there are some stocks out there and sectors holding up. You just have to do your homework. It is definitely a stock picker's market. And on the last note I'm going to leave you on is the fact that right now we're entering October, generally a good month for bottoms of the market. But then again, we could have more trick than treat. Until next time, hasta la profit. Oh, wait, Vito wants to say one thing as well. Is the market up or down today? All right, Vito. Good night. Good, goodbye. Anyway, have a great uh, week, everybody. Stay profitable. Uh, thanks, folks. You have endured yet another hour. Some more, some less. So come on as Wealth Education Radio, where we, 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 we are questions to inform you, to educate you, and most importantly, help you to make... Quality decisions about your wealth going forward. Call us for a free copy of our nine dangers faced by today's investor and how to avoid them. Salient tips to chart the un, uh, to chart the un, uh, unpredictable waters going forward and bring more wealth home to you where it belongs. Call us at 800-262-1083. That is 800-262-1083. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. You've invested yet another hour in Camarda's Wealth Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind and your mind will fill your purse with gold. 
Remember, the Camarda Wealth Leaders warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet. An offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not reflect the opinions of the advertisers or broadcasters. Performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which could reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Back testing involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Performance results presented do not represent actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material market or economic conditions or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back-tested results should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client of the advisor. Barron's rankings are survey-based and not made as a result of primary research by Barron's, but from information provided by ranked advisors. It should not be assumed that all advisor-based data is checked by Barron's.